Okay, time to make a new podcast here, and this one's going to be about boundaries, okay? Because why are boundaries important? Well, if you think about it, that's how we got wrecked in the first place, right? We didn't have the boundaries in place for ourselves to know what was right and what was wrong, uh, you know, to know what was expected. For example, if you have abusive parents, uh, mom or dad or both, like you think you're like, well, I'm a kid, I'm just supposed to, you know just do what they say but we didn't know back then that oh if we could have called the cops or maybe got someone else involved that we might be able to break free or maybe that you already tried that and made things worse I don't know well maybe that's a bad example but anyway there's just so much in my life that uh, I've caused damage to myself because I didn't know about boundaries and failed to create boundaries and and failed to reinforce those once I even knew what they were you know, it's always so easy to say, like, oh, I just keep attracting these bad women who are abusive. You know, I always get women who always mess with my heart and stuff. But when it really came down to it, I was like, wait a minute. I'm the one who allows these women to keep messing with me. I'm the one who keeps saying it's okay for them to keep leading me on. And I'm the one who says I would love to pay for your dinner and love to pay for your bills, even though you're not interested in me. I'm the one who's just going to be, I was the one being passive while other people yelled at me or other people would uh, manipulate me and force me to do their bidding. I would allow myself to keep putting myself down, keep believing I was worthless, allowed myself to keep thinking that I didn't deserve love. I allowed myself to not trust anybody and not let anybody get close to me, including God, especially God. But then it came down to, well, who's going to protect me from being so lonely and alone who's going to protect me from this depression that I let myself live in see all of this there's so much pain I could have avoided if I would have set up these boundaries sooner so here's one of the biggest thing about uh, the boundaries uh, it's a lot of it has to do with yourself you know the way that you loved the way you you failed to love yourself the way that you failed to protect yourself the way that you didn't allow yourself to be loved when you deserved it because here's the thing, you, can, you, you can't really trust people, as you know. Speaking of trust, I'm going to go off on the sideline a little bit, go sideways a bit. Because I always thought it was interesting how people are like, you've known me for 20 years and you still don't trust me. You think I would do something that evil or that crazy? It's like, mother freaker, my own dad or my own mother. People are supposed to love me the most, betrayed me the most. Like, you are no exception. Because and when you've gone through trauma, the worst did happen. The worst betrayals happened. The worst heartbreaks. So we may have learned that you can't trust people, but you can always trust your boundaries. I know there's one specific example of a woman who's crying victim about her abusive husband and trying to get away and asking to live with her two kids. Asking to live with someone in their home. And they go to church and they say, hey, I'm really struggling. I've, you know, I got a bad situation. And so you think, well, the the girl thought, well, maybe I could just let her stay. I mean, it's not like she's going to try and seduce my husband and just try and milk me for free stuff all the time, right? Well, it looks like that's what that woman really did. The one who's crying victim was trying to seduce the husband and was trying to keep milking them for uh, free food and keep paying their bills. And yeah, and then you think about it. Well, what if what if uh, she had the boundary to say, you know what? No one lives with me. It's just a boundary that I have. I understand you're going through a hard time. I do want to be charitable, but I have this boundary that I can't let 
other families live with my family. And just like God, God has boundaries. Like how many, I mean, that's why God will still chastise us and sanctify us, right? Because he's like, I love you, son, but those thoughts are not virtuous. Or I love you, son, but I'm sorry, you're not getting in the temple after all that fornication and uh, pornography. No, no, no. You're not going back in the temple anytime soon. Or you're not going to take the sacrament anytime soon. No, no, son. I mean, that's why you can't like just do what you want and expect to get to heaven, right? When that's when Jesus said, you know, um, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I know you not. So how do you create these boundaries? How how do you how do you even where do, how do you even know where to start? Well, here here's a great place that here's a great thing that worked for me is that I would just brainstorm all the ways that I would treat people, the way I treated them, and I would write a huge list about it. Like this is the way I treat people, and then I realized that that is my list of boundaries. That is what I expect other people people to treat me the same way. Also, too, if for some reason, uh, when whenever there's a time when there's something that shows up that's not on my list that I wrote down, I could just think about, would I have done that thing to that person? And I could honestly say, hmm, no, I don't think I would have done that to them. So once you go down and you create this list, okay, and, and I'll go over my list a bit so to help get you started. Like one of the biggest things for me is I will never try to force you or try to manipulate you to do something you don't want to do. And that includes when they try and say, oh, come on, Mark, after all I've done for you, after all I've done for this, you won't do this for me. And I could say, hey, 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 here's the difference between you and me. I would never try and make you to try or try to force you or press you to do something that you didn't want to do. And if you're going to try and do things for me, it's try to manipulate me to do other stuff later, then I don't want anything else from you. You see, the thing is, what gives you the courage to for these boundaries is that when you start going through the hell of your emotional flashbacks you start sharing your feelings with god and god starts affirming you of your worth and to say that you did deserve love and you do deserve love and you you know that you do deserve still all these wonderful things is that you start getting this kind of courage to stop putting up with stuff you know like you're gonna find yourself saying like i didn't go to hell and back multiple times for you to like make fun of me or i didn't go to hell and back multiple times for you to just you know take my lunch money you know i didn't go to hell and back multiple times just for you to make fun of me in front of other people just so you can get a so so you can feel a little importance and some serotonin anyway uh going back on the list here the other thing i would say is that you know, I will always treat you with respect and not try and use negative sarcasm to, like, make fun of you or to call you names, especially in front of other people. That actually happened to me. I remember I would try and be friends with people, and they would always find a way to, like, make fun of me in front of my other friends, like a friend or group setting. Or they'd always find a way to call me names or to just make fun of me in front of them. And, like, when we're in, but in a one-on-one -on -one setting, this same friend was, you know, pretty nice to me. But when there's a group setting, it's like, oh, nope, now I got to use you, uh, to, you know, to make fun of you in front of everyone else. And then I started realizing that, hold on a minute, I don't, my real friends don't treat me that way. I, like, my really close friends would never, like, deprecate me in front of a group like that. So I was like, you know what? I even told her one time, I said, hey, that is not cool that you would, you know, yell at me or... Uh, make fun of me in front of a whole group like that. I would not do that to you. I said, I don't appreciate that. My other close friends don't treat me that way. You know, and she just ran away and 
started feeling sorry for herself for something instead of even being accountable for like, oh, sorry, Mark, didn't mean to do that to you. Nope, it was all about her. So I was like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be close friends anymore. Well, here's another boundary uh, that changed my world too was uh, one time I kind of lost my temper with my wife and my son and and I remember uh, God telling me, because to me that's God telling me because the thoughts came in my head saying, what are you doing? How are you going to treat like the customers you work with and other people with more love and respect to always control your temper, to always show them love and respect. But when it comes to your own family, you can't do the same. You know, he went like, um, he went like captain on me from the sound of music. You know, that one scene where he's like, Max, don't you ever say that again. You know, and Max is like, I can't help it. And then he captain goes, Oh yes, you can help it. You must help it. Right. So it's like God saying, hey, you know, you can control your temper. You know, you know how to do this. How about you show your wife and your son the same quality of respect that you do to everyone else? So that became a boundary for me. It's like, hey, I will always treat my family with the most utmost respect and love, including making sure I control my temper and find safe ways to express my emotions. And another thing that I set a boundary for myself is that I will never put myself down again. I will never believe myself to be worthless again. I might have times where I feel worthless or I feel down, but I'm not going to be the one to say it. I'm not going to be the one to tell myself these names anymore. I'm not going to be the one to put myself down. I'm not going to be the one to despair and say that everything's so horrible and my future's ruined. I'm not going to be saying that to myself anymore. And then the other boundary I set for myself was that I'm going to stop trying to reject love on purpose. I'm going to actually start doing exercises to start believing and receive love for myself. I'm going to take a few minutes and believe that my my family members love me, my close family members, that they love me. Actually, they want good things for me and they want me to be happy and they don't want me to put myself down. I'm going to believe that God loves me and that God doesn't want me to put myself down and that God is um, my friend and he's working with me. I'm going to start believing that instead of believing that I have to beat myself up all the time. I also set a boundary to myself to stop complaining about gravity problems. That's one of my biggest my biggest problems. If I find myself complaining about things I can't control, like if I start trying to control gravity, it's it's really interesting how this is a real thing. Like um, my my son, he loves trying to define the laws of physics, but he gets so mad when he can't get it to work. Like he'll put a little ball on the top of a house where it's you know pointy roof. And he'll get so mad that the ball won't stay up there. It'll just keep rolling off the side. And he would get so mad and just get so frustrated that he can't keep the ball and stay on the top of the roof. Like he can't get control the laws of physics. And he gets so mad and he starts crying. And I try and do what I can to help him. Like, son, it just doesn't work that way. It's just the way it is. And... You know, and that's the same thing with gravity. If we're going to be going out there saying, oh, I'm so mad I can't control gravity. I'm so mad that I can't jump 20 feet in the air. I'm so mad I can't fly like Superman. I should be able to. And you just think about it all the time and just let it fester in you. And like, that's gravity. Don't be complaining about gravity problems. Like like some of the gravity problems is like, what if, what if the people are talking about me? Well, they probably are talking about you. They're probably talking bad about you. But guess what? There are other people who talk good about you, you know? So I was like, oh, well, that's true too, isn't it? 
So like worrying about what other people think, worrying about what they're saying, you know, those are gravity problems. And so that's one of my new boundaries is always making sure I will never try and try and control, uh, control gravity. I will never try and force to control things I can't control. I'll catch myself doing it. And it's not saying I'm be perfect at it, but I'm making every honest effort to not do it because it sucks. And here's another boundary, right? Um, let's say if you're in a relationship and you accident, if you make a mistake and all of a sudden the partner is so mad and yelling at you or calling you names or putting you down like, hey, 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 you know what? I can understand you're mad at me that I threw away the mattress that had you that you had three thousand dollars of cash saved in that mattress. But I didn't know you had that money in the mattress and I threw it away because it was an old mattress. And I thought that's just I was just trying to clean stuff up. I didn't know you had $3,000 saved in your mattress. I get you're mad at me, but you do not. You do not have a right to put me down. You do not have a right to call me names. You do not have a right to start trying to make fun of me or try and exploit my shortcomings. I, I've always hated that. Like, seen, I've seen so many fights like that. Where it's like, oh, well, you're the one who messed up, so I'm allowed to put you down. I'm allowed to make fun of you. I'm allowed to deprecate you. Like, no, you're not allowed to do that. Even when God, like, gets on people's cases and he has to chasten them, he never, like, calls them names. He's always like, all right, now we're just going to have you chastised. Like in the Book of Mormon, right? When the people of Limhi, like the when God had a Benedi come and talk to them and and say, "Hey, you need to warn everybody because they're about to get owned by the Lamanites and they're about to be enslaved. They're going to have the fifty percent tax. It's going to be really, really hard for them. And if they don't repent, I won't be able to protect them, and they're going to have to deal through this. And the only way, that if they wish to get out of it, they're really, really going to have to do some serious repentance for me to try and help them." He didn't say, like, you worthless piece of crap. He didn't say, you guys suck. I wish I never had humans. Wish I never created you in the first place. Never said anything like that. Oh, yeah. Now, here's another big one. When you're in a relationship, I think one of the other boundaries that I had was no ultimatums. It's so uh, it's so tempting when your relationship, especially when you've been through trauma, you always want control over things, right? And what's the easiest way to control a relationship? Throw ultimatums. <laughs> it's like, you better go to church with me or else we're not going to stay together. You better do this or else I'm leaving. Like, you know, all of these ultimatums left and right. No ultimatums. Like, there should be no reason for that. Because if the other person loves you, they're going to care how you feel. All you have to do is just say how you feel, see for them, wait for them to respond. No need to go the crazy off deep. Like when I tell my wife I feel angry, I can just say, dear, I feel angry. And she's, she just goes, why do you feel angry? Didn't have to drop an ultimatum in there. But I, I know it gets scary, right? When you're in the unknown of a life and relationship and... You know, always trying to protect yourself from being backstabbed and betrayed, you know, because you don't trust anybody. But again, you can always trust your boundaries. So no ultimatums. Ultimatums, very bad in relationships. Don't do it. Anyway, after you create this list of boundaries, uh, and this is, this is what you do to enforce them. You just, when you write them down, you're aware of these said boundaries. So when other people try and do something to cross them, you could easily say, hey... That's not cool. I would not do that to you. And then you wait for them to respond. Wait. If they show remorse 
if they are are sad they didn't mean to um then that means you can be like okay i might be able to still keep some type of relationship with this person and then but if they try and deflect that they try and uh, disregard your feelings or disregard your boundaries and really show disrespect that then all you have to do is exit that you know proceed to exit you know leave the room hang up the phone stop texting stop messaging stop facetiming like or even leave the relationship if you have to but like you just get up and leave to exit you could do it a little softer too like you can say hey i would appreciate it if you wouldn't try to put so much pressure on me to do this when I've told you I really don't want to. So you can do a little softer like that. Okay, I would appreciate it if you didn't uh, call me names. I'm not calling you names. Please, let's not get all personal. But you, you got to do this. This is the way that you can protect yourself and make sure you can establish loving uh, loving relationships that this will help you maintain a level of self-respect so that way you can let people get close to you that you can show your worth and value to yourself and others and but most of all you can be protected that you can be protected from the people that you can't trust since you can't really trust most people anyways you're gonna know hey that I know what my boundaries are. I know how to make sure that things don't get too crazy. I'm, I'm going to be okay. Because you are important. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. Your value is so valuable. Like, cannot be measured. Like, the value of a God and beyond. Because you are a child of God. Uh, one thing that helped me put this in perspective. I've had one of my imagination things with... Uh, an imagination scene where I was at IHOP and Jesus was sitting with me at the IHOP uh, at a booth and we were just milking free glasses of water <laughs> just having lots of free water and then uh, Jesus uh, when he put his, his glass down he said I don't judge anybody after Heavenly Father has shown how each important everybody is to him the last thing I want to do is judge somebody and hurt my father's feelings like that and this this value that you have of being a child of God and being so valuable, it's uh, remember nothing can take that away. Just like they can never take away the value of Jesus Christ, even though they tried, they try to make him stop being the Son of God. They try to take away his identity, but they couldn't. It's like, and Jesus was like, you can nail me to the cross, you could spit on me, you can make fun of me, you can say that, oh look, I'm not the son of God because I died. It's like, you can say all of that, but guess what? That doesn't change the fact that I'm still God's beloved son. That doesn't change the fact that I'm going to be resurrected in three days. Nothing, no matter what happens to you or has happened to you, can take away your identity that you're a child of God and that you're you're so valuable beyond measure. Again, if you start thinking that you feel worthless or you feel devalued because of the hard stuff you've gone through, just remember the Savior had the worst happen to him. He had the worst happen to him, and it was all for our sakes. If he went through the worst shame, and if he went through the worst condensation, and if he went through the worst trials in life, and if you, if anything, if you think, well, if I'm a bad person, all these horrible things are going to happen to me, no. Jesus Christ had the the best and the worst happened to him and he was perfect he still is perfect because he is alive and like again all the 
the pain and stuff that people cause you, you can bring it to Father and Jesus Christ will heal you. So you walk like you matter, you talk like you matter, because you do matter, because you matter to Heavenly Father so much to the point that Jesus Christ won't even judge you or talk bad about you. If anything, Jesus will just have perfect empathy and just build you up. Testify that Jesus Christ is alive and that he lives for us. I'm going to say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.